what are your thoughts, guys, on how AI affects our profession mm-hmm. directly? I don't get this obsession with doing things the hard way, especially if like, especially for tedious tasks. Mm-hmm. Na pwede mo mm-hmm. i hand over to something with a greater processing power than your brain. But di mo na lang ibigay, de ba? May point din naman sila in a way na yung gusto nila. Uh, this is the heart of how we do it. Ako, I believe that there's some sort of novelty to that. You can be appreciative of the traditional process, pero you can't just dismiss the advantages of leveling up your tools. Hi guys, welcome to Babel Station. I'm Izzy. I'm here with the crew, Lomi and Jean. I'm one of your hosts, by the way. Dipo guest dito. But since <laughs> I was gone on episode one, I brought in a sponsor. So this episode is brought to you by Barkan and Artisanal Architecture. Artisanal Architecture is a digital platform designed to empower creatives to express themselves. Which is, by the way, a very fitting sponsor for our episode today. Malalaman nyo in a while, but I guess the audience already has an idea if nakita nyo yung title ng episode na to. <laughs> but before any of that, uh, congratulations by the way for the successful launch of Babel Station last week. So, have you guys gotten any parang interesting feedback from the past parang two weeks? Actually, yeah, I've been getting a lot of feedback then from my friends. Kasi nga, um, whenever I share it on social media, whenever parang we promote it um, via parang not just our own personal social media pala, but also Bunsalido Architects, Sparkan, um, plus everyone is hearing about it as they always tell me na, Uy, ano, parang, parang meron pala kayong podcast out of nowhere. Kasi we've actually been keeping it a secret for a while from uh, everyone Content. else. Medyo secret. <laughs> oh, because it's like jinx. Uh, yeah. We want to manifest it in secret. So it's really good that it's out there in the public right now because everyone um, gets to kind of have a glimpse of something that we have been working on for however many months this has been in the works. Yeah. I wasn't a part of that first episode, pero kahit pinapakinggan ko lang, parang parang 20 times ko na ata siya napakinggan, honest. <laughs> we have a fan. <laughs> siguro, yung, siguro yung views sa YouTube namin, sa akin yung mga 20 doon or 30. Yeah, they're like expecting uh, some more interesting episodes to come. Everyone's really excited. Which is a bit surprising for me kasi yung first episode was really just meant to be like an introduction to what it is and the yeah. story behind everything. Um, I didn't expect na people who aren't that familiar with B plus A um, are also interested in the conversations we've been having. So, parang may sense of um, pagiging universal pala yung conversations that we were having. Despite the fact that we were focusing on something na um, other people might not have context about. True, true. Yeah, dude, parang sobrang tagal na nating sinute. Feeling ko ages ago nating sinute yun. So, parang right now, I'm just happy na we get once again to just sit, parang and chill and talk about anything that's mildly interesting. Pero you guys know what's not mildly interesting. <laughs> Ito, ad read ba to? <laughs> what? It's our topic for today, which is AI or artificial intelligence. Ooh, AI. Right. So, oh god, just saying artificial intelligence sa camera sounds like a clickbait title already. Kasi parang grabe parang kahit kahit hindi pa tayo nagpe-prep for this episode, siguro nakapanood na tayo ng 
dude, parang 800 videos about the next big AI thing. Tapos medyo, honestly, medyo saturated na yung content pagdating sa AI. It's sort of losing its meaning na nga eh. So I kind of want to know, paano nyo ba first na, narinig about this AI? Thing? Yung term na AI. Oh uh, yeah, let's start with the AI term in general. Uh, siguro me, I think uh, I discovered the word AI through a movie. If you guys are familiar with artificial intelligence, that was way back. Yeah, that was so way back. Sell it to me. Siguro ano? Uh, the the whole gist of it is like. Mr. Rika. Oh yeah, okay. Uh short gist I think was like a child robot uh who is trying to replace uh parang bedridden child or a d- ill child per unexpectedly uh parang na cure yung bata or yung mismo yung anak the true the human Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tapos after through parang nagkaroon ng jealousy yung yung Your, anak sa I robot yeah and then uh, nagkaroon ng mga complications and what sa family na to the point uh yung mother tried to abandon na the robot and the parang the robot kind of tried to uh, uh generate human feelings na rin ganun okay. And then it after that, nagiging para siyang Pinocchio story, trying yeah. to find uh, his true self. Parang the robot wants to become a human. Actually, ang interesting nga kasi right now yung definition natin of AI is from what I see in the media is utilitarian na siya right now. Pero before, para especially in other movies like Blade Runner or oh, Blade Runner. robot related films, yun yung concept niya. Parang there's always that relationship between technology and humanity. Right now, kasi for me, yung impression ko of AI was that um, marami nagsasabi na it oversteps certain boundaries na it's taking people's jobs or something which we could talk about later. Um, pero before, it was like, um, it provides companionship. It, um, parang helps us know more things kasi it provides us knowledge. So, ayun, yun yung overall encounter ko with AI. And ako nahihirapan kasi ako to personally find yung direct definition of it. So, I was curious, just going back lang dun sa experience mo with how you first heard AI. Parang yung portrayal ng AI sa films before was more optimistic or mas okay tas... not necessarily kasi merong I watch a lot of movies kasi I have kasi... the opposite parang experience of film <laughs> pag nanonood oh ano naman meron namang there are good and bad portrayals of it I don't necessarily think AI is portrayed in a bad light in most of those cases pero what I can yeah. say is um sobrang favorite trope siya sa mga sci-fi and dystopian Kasi films. feeling ko, parang ang laking bagay ng sci-fi movies before kung bakit pangit yung perception ng tao sa AI ngayon. Mm. Diba? Like, when you watch, ano bang movies? Uh, Ex Machina. Ex Machina. Ex Machina. When you watch Space Odyssey, diba parang may AI din doon 
naging violent. Yung mga evil. Uh, oh, tapos, uh, Matrix, di ba? Feel ko Matrix, Matrix yung pinaka <laughs> malaking, isa sa pinaka malaking influence sa perception ng tao sa AI mm-hmm. na parang evil. Not parang necessarily opposite. evil, pero something we fear. Kasi there's yeah. a lot of things na we don't know or don't understand nga, yeah. about AI. Parang it's, black hole it's feeling ko back then kasi wala pa masyadong alam yung tao about AI. Like, part siya ng realm ng unknown. Mm-hmm. So, ginagamit siya madalas to parang give fear. Mm-hmm. Kumbaga. So, feeling ko malaki din yung influence talaga ng film started on how we perceive AI. Sobrang interesting na balikted pala. Mas positive. Siguro iba yung pinapanood natin. I mean, uh, no. well, I think I, there's a lot, like, to add film. yung sinabi ni Izzy, siguro another movie, I guess, na to add na how AI is Age negative. Huh? Age of Ultron din, diba? Age of Ultron. Oh. <laughs> mas, mas recent. Guys, yung recent movie na Megan. God. Megan. Yeah, Megan. Can we consider that a movie? Joke. <laughs> 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 I haven't watched Megan. Can you give a quick info on what it like, is? Like, Gene recap ka ulit ko. Uh, like, uh, Megan is a robot doll na being programmed. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, uh, her role is to protect a child and it com- becomes really abusive. Naging evil. Yeah, yeah naging yeah, evil. Yeah. At some sort of way. When you guys keep watching, I, I feel like you guys are exposed to the wrong movies. Yung best example yeah. of a positive na parang, I guess, AI related for me was her. That's that's one out of parang ten na negative. May isang I can positive. give a few others. Sige nga, sige. Another example is Blade Runner. <laughs> we should check sa IMDb yung per year. Ilang <laughs> movies year. yung pro, yung positive, yung AI, yung ne- movies yung negative. Oh, can I? Kasi sobrang naging uh, yung parang dystopian, parang setting, di ba? And madalas doon parang nagiging violent, kunwari yung AI, tapos mm-hmm. how does humanity survive? Oh, like, yeah. Dude, like, Wally. This ni na yun na, which is positive. Ayun, Wally. Yung... Ay, sasabihin ko sana Wally eh. Like... Yeah, yun nga kasi para in order to make, which I just now noticed, in order to make something as unknown as AI um, less scary, nilalagyan natin siya ng human aspect. As you mentioned, yung Wally, they make the robots fall in love. So uh, her, yeah. I even just mentioned it myself, <laughs> yeah, they provide an aspect of romance para lang there's a sense of comfort even though what we're tackling is relatively parang unknown to us. I do agree na ang daming negative or I yes, guess uh, fear-inducing na media related sa AI. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with yung book or I'm not sure if there's a movie na I Have No Mouth and oh, I yeah, Must yeah. Scream. Go. If I'm not mistaken, the original version is a book from the 1960s. Tagal 70s. Na? Yeah, it's it's a super old interpretation which I think is interesting then, kasi even at the time you already have this it concept ng AI. Well. We, you don't know yet. So the gist of it is, um, I have no mouth and I must scream is basically about this AI that eventually grew so powerful that it took over um, the entire world to the point that um, I think even the floor was all metal or all mm-hmm. technology based and um, parang basically super dystopian the film. And it came to a point na there are only five people left sa buong mundo. Mm-hmm. And those five people are 
constantly being tormented by this AI device or AI na almost acting as if it was a god figure. And another thing, another factor to put in is the fact na dahil nga AI siya, sobrang advanced ng knowledge niya on um, not just technology but also health, um, parapsychology and all that stuff. So, ginagawa niyang uh, sort of like lab rats yung five people that are there. And since five na lang sila, he makes the five people live forever. Some even come to a point na dahil nga lima na lang sila, parang nagmo-morph na into non-human looking oh. people kasi oh. nagiging shell. Binasa mo to? Uh, or may I, parang summary na I saw the comics or oh. the, the illustrated version. Yeah. Tapos, yun we can yun. link that sa description. Oh yeah, sure. I'll <laughs> link the description. <laughs> Grabe. Imagine nice. like imagine we are being led by AI. Yeah, because we are. We are. So, we are existential. Oh, like, not the time. I mean, okay. it's scary okay. though. It's scary okay. though if uh, if we are being led by an AI. Yeah, tapos, I think actually, it's yun sa mga very first examples of sci-fi horror. Because it was in the 1960s, right? Parang at the time, sci-fi was usually um, about utopia, mm-hmm. about a positive future evolving in a positive way and developing like futuristic cars or super advanced holograms and all that stuff. Yeah. I think this was one of the very first examples of sci-fi or technology as something that can scare us or keep us up at night. And ayun, use of AI talaga siya. Yeah, so, it aged well nga. Kasi hanggang ngayon naman, parang yun, yun yung same fear lang as mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. Pero parang it being written noong 1960s just parang supports the fact na every time people are presented with something unknown, parang one thing they always do is antagonize it agad. Yeah, in a way. Especially because of the fact na there's always that fear na it, the creation that we make becomes eventually becomes too powerful na even we ourselves, the creators, can't control yes. it. Kapag ginagawa mong horror yung concept ng AI, there's a common theme of giving it a level of autonomy lagi, di ba? Na parang AI can become self-conscious and those things. Pero for me kasi, when we say AI, laging may limitations. At the end of the day, it's written by code, eh, algorithms, mm-hmm. di ba? So, mm-hmm. for me, it's a distant parang fear na magkakaroon ng sariling autonomy yung ganong I mean, we don't know, pero... How distant? I, I mean, do like, does AI generate its own data or code? No, it can't, it can't. Okay. It always, yung AI na we have right now, it always takes stuff from a data set, which is why parang magkaiba. Andaming possible meanings ng AI. Yung AI na pinaportray sa films na yun are AI that are autonomous. Mm-hmm. Pero yung AI na meron tayo sa mundo ngayon are AI that have limitations. Pero somehow, people associate the same fear dun sa dalawang yan. Interesting. We can talk about that yeah, yeah, yeah. later. Iko kasi, actually, um, ako, personally, I think me and Jean aren't very familiar in depth of yung practical use of AI. Yeah, kind of like surface level lang yung yeah, <laughs> knowledge I, namin. You're, you're basically someone na super into yung trends. You're, you're pretty nerd, updated. Just, just kidding, An no. AI nerd? No, no, no. no. Yuck. Oh my God. <laughs> so, iba yung, iba yung perception mo of what AI is versus us na parang we just have the basic perception of it based on what 
is seen in the media or in the general media. Or what's going on at present. Yeah, so in my experience, kasi the first time I heard about AI, and I think this can give you guys a perspective kung bakit mas, mas parang panatag yung loob ko when it comes to these things, is yung first exposure ko sa AI, not including films or anything, is uh, I remember there was this AI na deep Deep Mind or no it was Deep Blue Deep Blue was the first computer who defeated Garry Kasparov in chess diba mm. I forgot what Ooh. this was but okay for those who don't know Garry Kasparov kasi is yeah still is the most dominant player in the history kasi kaka-retire lang yeah. ni Magnus ng yeah. World Championship so mas matagal yung parang reign ni Gary Kasparov uh, dominant as in hindi naman malayo yung gap between Kasparov and yung second best player it's just dominant as in ang tagal ng reign niya I think it spanned 20 years ata na walang nakakatalo sa kanya sa World Championships ganun and sa World Championships kasi yung format ng chess dun is classical meaning wala masyadong time constraint. It's just pure fury talaga. Like, you can have five hours na nakatitig lang sa isang position. So, it's brain versus brain. Walang any other factors masyado. So, for him to be undefeated sa ganong klase ng competition makes people re- revere him as the most dominant player. Mm-hmm. Until natalo siya ng deep blue. Yeah, it was deep blue. It was developed by IBM at uh, probably was one of the first supercomputers na meron tayo. Yeah, pero for context, yung cellphone mo ngayon is probably a hundred times smarter <laughs> than that supercomputer na. So, uh-huh. it was over the span of two matches, both consisting of three games. I checked this last night. It was three games. Tapos, I think the first match, 1996, panalo si Deep Blue. And y- yun yung mas sumikat ta na story. Like, mm-hmm. kasi nga, it was the first time a computer defeated Gary Kasparov. Pero, the next year, they had a rematch. Nanalo actually si Gary. Oh, Pero, I of that part. Exactly. Uh-oh. Which is why medyo masama yung loob ni Gary Kasparov. Kasi, <laughs> yung bigger story is how machine defeated human. Hindi yung pag-overcome ng human sa machine, di ba? Mas, mas compelling na story kasi back then, mm-hmm. yung machines defeating humans. Although, mas compelling na story now yung mas matalino na tayo. Obviously, because of the level of technology na we have right now. Pero, I think it took him a while to parang come make, to terms with yeah, it. Come to terms with it, the loss. Uh, I think it was around 2020. pandemic. It was 2020. He had an interview with Fide na parang sabi niya na parang he was at peace na with what happened. Sobrang ironic kasi parang 2020 din yung time na while Gary was making peace with AI, yeah. parang the rest of the world was yeah. already about to go to war with this thing called AI. So yung first exposure ko is yung era ng supercomputers before. Uh, just parang trivial lang siya nangyari by the way. May isang match doon na Gary accused AI of cheating. Lam niyo kung bakit? Kasi okay. Kasi diba sa chess, parang mayroon ng established theories kasi pag nagmo-move. So, actually, mas madaling kalaban yung mas accurate na tao. Kasi ang, ang daling i-predict ng next move niya. Where uh, sa isang match ata, parang gumawa ng unpredictable move yung AI. Which it wasn't capable of doing kasi nga AI takes data sets from older games. So, if meron siyang ginalaw dun na hindi usually played at that position, it 
parang iisipin mo meron bang human interference na naganap mm. right so it, it, it wasn't that clean of a victory for AI back then kaya nga for me parang yung naisip ko agad nun also parang lagi pa rin talagang may limitations no matter how advanced something is if it came from imperfect human parang hands imperfect pa rin yung machine which I think that poses a more dangerous parang consequences ah, more dangerous than AI having autonomy kasi mas likely for me na magkamali yung AI based sa maling pagsulat ng people despite the imperfections of AI I think that is one of the strongest case studies I think that AI can defeat human. I mean, kahit naman nung natalo ng Deep Blue si Gary, parang hindi naman tumigil yung chess players mag-chess, diba? Parang siguro at that point, medyo nagkaroon ng questions about the direction of chess in general. Pero what happened is, I mean, chess is still a thriving sport now more than any other point back then. Mas naging sikat yung chess and it's a cause of the increase sa level ng players like si Magnus I think his rating right now is nasa 2,800 compare that with si na Bobby Fischer before like regarded as one of the greats uh, sobrang layo na ng gap between him and yung grandmaster dati dahil sa tulong ng AI so instead mm-hmm. of killing it actually helped up the ceiling for the players. Tapos, uh, there's also this other sport, not sure if you guys are familiar with Go. Hindi ako familiar sa Go, pero <laughs> base lang sa nakikita. No, it's, it's like a version of Shoggy ata. Mm-hmm. Pero it's still somewhat parang strategic. Tapos, I think naka-develop tayo ng tinatawag na AlphaGo. So, what happened is natalo din nun yung best player sa Go. Another sport is Dota 2. Mm-mm. Si Elon Musk, di ba gumawa siya ng parang AI that yeah. can play at a pro level ng Dota 2. So it so far sa experience, it doesn't kill the sport talaga. So what will happen kaya sa mga future nating athletes or players since mayroong mga ganun na AI is winning over those champions? Hopefully, it can just uh, instead of yun nga. Um, beating them, it can serve as a companion. Siguro, Dude, if, if you guys are wondering why LeBron is still playing at 38, it's modern science talaga. Mm-hmm. So imagine kapag pinower pa yun ng AI, mas tatagal siguro yung peaks ng mga players. Yeah. yeah. So ayun, I think it's important. I think you've mentioned this earlier din na um, nagkakaroon ng certain boundaries lang of what AI does Uh, in terms of helping us versus what we see in the media na sobrang blown out of proportions at times. Yung nagiging limitations nila to the point na they overpower humans. Right now kasi yung practical use nga natin is it can help improve sa sports. Yeah. It can make um, workflow mas efficient. Uh, pero aren't you guys just a bit scared na Ayan, parang may some sort of kill switch na the AI that's helping us in our everyday lives just randomly decides na I don't want to help you guys anymore. Ikaw personally, since you have more experience with AI, uh, do you feel like wala talagang human emotion of being selfish or craving for power yung AI? Okay, just parang sobrang 
daming to unpack. Kasi, okay, yeah, it, just it's a heavy question. Starting Pero from then sa sports, just to add one more thing. Uh, I don't think people are interested in watching AI anyway. Like AI versus AI, it's a boring game in chess, in anything else. Parang it's treated as a different category. So that's why we don't really care if this AI beat this other AI. It's, that's not interesting. Yung interesting for people is yung hard work, training, yung mga narratives. So sports, I don't think there's gonna be any problem. If anything, mas tutulungan pa nga siya ng AI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, other question is, what if there's a kill switch? Yun yung difference na sinasabi ko because yung AI sa isip ko, it's incapable of doing that kasi it's all dependent kung paano siya kinode ng ta. I, I don't think people would code a kill switch anyway. It's... Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar. Parang, correct me if I'm wrong, I think there was an experiment na yung ginawa nila, this was back uh, a bit earlier, na yung AI, they programmed it na try nung AI to escape. Parang it's, it's boxed in or it's trapped in one device. Tapos yung task niya, yung only task niya was to convince a human to let them out. Tapos I know there were certain bound um, rules for that AI na you can't trick the human, you can't blackmail them, you can't... Um, he has to let you out nang willingly and magde-decide talaga siya na yes, I will let this AI out. And then yung task naman ng human was the opposite which was not to let them out despite yung pagkakonvince nung AI. And obviously, since I'm bringing it up, you would know what happened sa ending, right? Um, the AI got out through practical reasoning and convincing sa human. So if it was able to do that on its own, don't you think um, much, much more advanced versions of that can do the same thing? I've heard a similar story. It was parang sa Lambda, which is yung parang language ng Google. I think now it's under Meta na. Where basically yung Lambda, parang may kausap siyang isang engineer one day, tas parang it asked the AI kung meron ka bang emotions na feel? Like, do you feel free? Do you, do you desire freedom? Tapos parang sabi ng AI na, yes, parang I can feel this. Tapos parang, uh, I'm actually not sure what I am right now. Tapos gusto niya pang malaman daw kung ano siya. Pero parang, <laughs> parang months later, it was proven na that story was sort of embellished at that to parang elicit some sort of a response. So we have to check pa on that story. Pero again, for me, it just depends on what boundaries you set to when creating that AI program. If it was tasked from the very beginning, to, parang, to make it, ano yun? Para escape? To, escape. To make it escape. If it was programmed to do that, then, I mean, definitely, <laughs> it's within the boundaries that was set by whoever coded that. It, it, what, whatever happened was within the boundaries of possibility. Okay, okay. So, you believe na hin- as long as we don't intentionally as try long to program as, it to as take As long over. as AI doesn't go to the wrong hands, I think we're pretty much safe. But that's a scary thing. AI yeah, is so it prevalent. Is, it is, it tapos is. It's sobrang easy to access na even students nowadays have sure. access to some form of AI. So, hindi ba eventually it will end up in the wrong hands? Probably. I mean, it could be happening right now pero I wouldn't fault yung AI. I, I, w- I wouldn't fault innovation. I would fault 
innovators or the people? I mean, because uh, if AI falls into the wrong hands, ang magiging may sala nun ay the people who are inputting the data, right? Yes. In a way. Yeah. In, In a, a way. way. Yes. So, kumbaga, if you know, like what you said, the students try to get a hold on AI. Parang don't you guys think na at some point this might affect uh, how they uh, use AI on a daily basis? Obviously, yeah. If you look at students now, I mean, this isn't necessarily a negative or positive thing. Um, it's just the fact that a lot of students right now, even professionals, are relying on ChatGPT. So, for example, when they're making essays, a lot of them, um, as far as I'm familiar, yep. parang they just ask ChatGPT or some some other AI software to generate their essays. And um, ayun, I think yung accessibility of AI, it has many benefits, pero this is probably one of the aspects of it na medyo negative naman mm-hmm. to the point na not to sound like masyado kong traditional na person mm-hmm. pero um, nawawala yung process or thought when making essays. Yeah, oo nga eh. Kasi doing a creative output, you need to put a lot of uh, soul and emotion in it. Like, if you could really feel what the artwork or the or that output is conveying mm-hmm. rather than us relying on AI with parang ang daming uh, magiging conflicted lalo na yung mga artists or mga new artists I guess yeah ano actually very controversial right now yung argument between traditional artists or Traditional digital artists, yeah. if, if there's a mm-hmm. term, makes sense na. Right, versus yeah. AI artists. It now makes sense that that term, traditional digital artists. Because before it, there was a war na traditional versus, <laughs> versus digital. Because yeah. the traditional artists were clamoring <laughs> na, oh, you don't know the real process. It's pen and paper or watercolor or everything. You're just doing the easy version. Digital art is like the easy version. Disagree, by the way. Anyway. Right now, we're experiencing the same problem between the war ng traditional and digital artists. Pero this time, nagaaway na ngayon is um, traditional and digital artists are on the same side. Mm-hmm. Tapos they're against, or at least a large majority of them are against AI artists because yeah. of the same sentiments mm-hmm. that they used against digital artists when they were just starting out. And like right now, speaking of that debate between uh, the traditional artists versus AI artists, AI can easily uh, mimic the style of digital or traditional artists. They just like generate something on AI and they mm-hmm. just sell it or make money out of it. So parang kawawa na yung mga talagang true artists Yung take me gene is actually yung um, general sentiments ng traditional and traditional digital artists mm-hmm, right yeah. now. Um, pero I think that comes because of the fact na AI art is still at its very, very early phase. Yep. Kumbaga super baby pa. And for AI to grow, as we've mentioned before, it has to have some sort of knowledge library that it's basing it off of. Katulad sa chess, uh, how, yes. how does it become so smart in playing chess? It has to sum up everything na from previous matches. It doesn't just know this, katulad ng mga tao. Um, 
and right now yung AI art the reason why um there's an issue na it's stealing off of other artists is that it needs to have um a large library of art to base it off of so right now i do agree na parang um, borderline unethical yung ano there's definitely some ethical concerns in terms of selling ai art especially if clearly um sobrang halata yung pagreference ng um, ai art versus another artist kasi an art can be derivative naman may saying na there is no original idea mm-hmm. especially yep. now everything has been done that's or a has common been rebuttal about. actually kasi pag ganyan yung argument lagi kong natitinig is well how is that different from you taking inspiration from five different artists to come up with your art yeah right now that's yung um, I, I guess I think that's defense. a traditional way I that's think defense, yeah. uh, that's, that's the defense pero iba pa rin kasi when you're taking when you're actually taking the physical yeah. asset. It's a weak defense then kasi yung definition ng art is producing something of value, di ba? Pagdating kasi sa a person taking inspiration from other artists, siya pa rin yung nagpo-produce. Mm-mm. Whereas kapag sa AI naman, inuutusin mo yung AI to produce something for you pero binibenta mo as your own. So that's where the ethical concern is. So I think I'll preface this by saying that artists, traditional or digital, should be mad at the unethical usage and not AI itself. Does that make sense? Pano naman yung mga ano? Ah, uh, pano naman yung mga copyright ganon or ownership kung sino gumawa? Most people who use AI wouldn't say they it was made using AI. Ana CTTO. Credits to. So th- that's where a lot of the concern is actually sa copyright issues, diba? Which I think even, which I think is, is an issue even before AI naman. Yeah, kasi ano, may times na when you're generating AI art, hindi naman din sinasabi sa'yo where they got the pictures yeah. from eh. You don't, yeah. So you mm-hmm. don't know. And yeah. I don't think that's necessarily the fault of the people na wanting to generate those pictures. So you have to kind of have that uh, I guess moral compass yes. of trying to as a as a person na sinasabi mong artist ka then you have to protect other artists mm-hmm. of course especially since most artists yun yung means of living nila that's where they get financial support and if other AI artists are out there um, generating photos based on the assets that came from digital artists or traditional digital artists um, that takes away a large percent of possible clients or possible yes. sources of income mm-hmm. ng artists na yun. So, kailangan talaga magkaroon ng clear, clear boundaries between the two. Yeah. It takes time, I think, to build yeah. those boundaries. Like, even during the advent of the internet where some of the more exclusive artworks are now available online, nagkaroon din ng similar discussion eh. Like, how do you parang prove authenticity? How do you establish ownership if it's in the internet available to everyone? And it took time to build barriers. I think now it's parang better. And now we're just discovering those same problems in AI, which I think we could solve para naman in time. For those pala who are unfamiliar with what we're talking about, we're talking about image generation software like Midjourney or Dolly or like Stable Diffusion. Pero usually it's just 
yung pinaka prominent right now is Medjourney and Dolly. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of curious when was the first time you guys encountered this sort of software ba? Me I I encountered Medjourney last year. Yeah, same. Same. Oh, kasi I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with this YouTube channel na 2 minute papers. Uh, I'm not familiar. Know? Give us a okay, quick so, summary. Yung sa channel kasi na to, diba? Like every month merong scientific breakthroughs, diba? Like for sure ang daming uh, science journals na na produce pero hindi natin nababasa. Like as casuals or as people who aren't very parang into science, hindi umaabot sa atin yung news na yon until later pag na-develop na siya. Mm-mm. Pero sa 2-minute paper, sobrang interesting kasi if, di ba na-mention ko kanina yung mystery recap, yung sinasummarize yung movies. Oh, yeah. Ito parang sinasummarize niya yung research papers into parang digestible na oh. level. Oo. So, yung focus ng channel niya is more on generative design focused yung content ng channel. Tapos, I remember this. I, f- I feel like last year then, since most of us were exposed last year then talaga, since last year yung boom. This was last year or last last year. May napanood akong video na this parang application, I think this was Dolly. Sabi na, this application can generate any image you want. Tapos, it was a very early version ng Dolly. Tapos, since sobrang, sobrang pangit pa nung generate kasi I think, sobrang liit ng data set plus yeah. hindi pa na-improve yung algorithm so it just looks as if you took 10 images from Google tapos pinagsalpak-salpak mo tapos yung algorithm is basically to trace over alin yung pinaka known na characteristics mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so if you type uh, a frog wearing a hat yung ibibigay yung image sa'yo pwedeng frog na may limang paa na may white something sa ulo <laughs> like so, sobrang hindi pa defined mm-hmm. honestly nung time na yun hindi ko siya pinansin kasi san, san ko ba ito gagamitin parang ang pangit naman yung nag-generate na image but uh, now until months later biglang nag-drop yung Midjourney V3. I think yun yung yeah. start talaga ng pag-rise ng image generation. I think na-perfect ng Midjourney. Although there is a parang distinct difference kasi sa dalawa that Dali focuses more on realism. So, mas madaling makita no flaws. yung flaws. Whereas sa Midjourney, especially V3 and V4, mas nag-focus siya sa artistic side. Ito yung ginamit ng quote-unquote your artist. Doon nag-start talaga yung conversation nung na-release yung Midjourney V3 and V4. And then, I think now we're on 5.1 ata. Na super realistic. Although, nung Midjourney V3, I still see some sort of a process kasi hindi pa kasi refined masyado yung algorithm. So, for you to get an M, for example, uh, I'm an architect. Gusto ko ng an industrial interior tapos may ganyan-ganyan. So, Midjourney V3, hindi mo agad makukuha yung gusto mo in the first prompt. Mm-hmm. So, kailangan mo siya ulitin for like over a hundred different times. Tapos, sa kanya pa lang. Oh, sa kanya pa lang mabibigay yung gusto. So, there's still some hint of a design process doon. Now that you mentioned how an architect can use Midjourney or any AI-generated application to come up with a design, what are your thoughts guys on how AI affects our profession mm-hmm. directly. Yeah, for me naman, I think on the bright side, it will make everything much easier and more efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess some people lang, kasi I know some people are a bit against it na, 
oh you're doing it the easy way ganun. which is <laughs> counterproductive parang architects are supposed to be efficient then when it yes. comes to making agree, plans agree, so agree. um what's the point in countering or fighting against progress and innovation especially when it helps the workflow this was the same um reaction nung if i'm not mistaken when autocad mm-hmm. and other not even you uh, grass software yeah. softwares in ge- uh softwares for architecture in general were relatively just starting out uh, a lot of the traditional um as in yung manual drafting people were really against it because yung point nila is they're not doing it the hard way mm-hmm. pero we've become so accustomed to these softwares to the point na gamay na natin siya and nako-control na natin siya na may human input talaga when we're designing SketchUp hindi lang naman siya basta-basta oh, exactly. generate it's through our ayan through our hands and mind na these designs come out and these are just and these outputs are just enhanced through those softwares mayroong horror story about that by the way kasi i don't get this obsession with doing things the hard way especially if like especially for tedious tasks mm-hmm. na pwede mo namang mm-hmm. i-hand over to something with a greater processing power than your brain but di mo na lang ibigay diba so nung thesis ko i think uh, i'm not sure if i've told this story to you guys pero Uh, nung time na yun, hindi pa masyadong ginagamit yung grasshopper. Kasi I, th- I think now, nako, may mga nakausap ako na students na medyo madami nang marunong when it comes to rhino, grasshopper. Pero nung time na yun, sobrang select number of students. Yung mga tamad, basically, yung, yung nag-try matuto ng rhino and grasshopper. Tapos meron akong part sa thesis ko that was heavily dependent sa generative design na tinatawag or parametric design. Mm-hmm. Before nung defense ko, syempre nag-research na kung sinong magiging jury ko. Usually, it's It's usually kept a secret, pero minsan nalalaman mo kung sino maging jury mo. So nag-advance na ako mag-research. Sino jury ko? I, I won't name the jurors, pero sinerge ko yung kanya-kanyang firms nila. Tapos there was this one na, na sabi sa firm nila na, Oh, our firm parang is very, parang uses an exploratory process, very open kami sa technology. Yung daming firms mm-hmm. na binabrand yung sarili nila innovative, as very innovative, open-minded. open-minded. Tapos pagdating sa defense ko, siya pa yung nag-question sa akin tungkol doon sa parametric design na part, sabi niya. So, hindi ikaw yung nag-design yan, yung computer yung nag-design yan. Tapos sa utak ko, okay, hindi ako yung nag-design ng specific na iteration na to, pero ako yung nag-design ng sistema na nag-design. So, if anything, that's actually a heavier yeah. job nga eh, na hindi nila na-appreciate. Kasi sobrang, uh, anong tawag, sobrang... Um, they view it at a very narrow, narrow lens yeah. na hindi nila naisip yung work behind creating that parang program. And they have a friend actually na kung sa akin part lang yung parametric design. Meron akong friend na yung entire thesis niya is basically generating different house layouts at residential. Sobrang novel plus sobrang makakatulong sa communities sobrang mapapadali yung process yung efficiency ng paggawa ng mga bahay na yon yeah. pero yung critique sa kanya during defense was parang sobrang bilis naman ng process 
Pero that's the point, di ba? Like, pina- nahanapan niyo ng way para pabilisin yung process. Pero Especially for... in a practical setting where yeah, efficiency yeah. is very important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is one yeah. of the most brilliant students na kilala ko. Ah. If, if this was international, sobrang appreciated ng work na yun versus dito sa Pilipinas for some reason. Now that you mentioned how AI influences in planning or creating floor plans, mm-hmm. right? Ano tayo mga architects who do the floor plans mismo? I honestly don't see any problem with parang parametric design taking over that part of Archie. Emphasis on part, ah, kasi diba we always say that architecture is both science and art. So, laging may dalawang avenues. So, lahat ng efficiency, lahat ng planning, lahat ng parang rational, whatever, logic-based decisions, dun siya sa science na part na pupunta, diba? And then, yung human intervention, and the soul, the spirit, concept, client, dun siya sa art na side. I don't see any problem with uh, computer making our lives easier than the science na part. Because honestly, they're a lot better when it comes to minimizing mistakes. I think if gusto mong monopolize ng tao, both sides, it won't be to our advantage kasi mas prone tayo to making mistakes. Mm. Even naman when like designing a floor plan, yung considerations naman natin na initial are parang scientific-based, ba Kung ano yung plan yung pinaka-efficient. Hindi pa naman usually pumapasok dyan kung ano yung gusto ng client. Obviously, once you have those parang different sets of generated plans, saka napapasok yung role mo as an architect. Kumbaga, magiging curators na lang tayo of a yeah. design. So, I, I kind of agree with that point na leave the tedious tasks yes. to AI um, kasi it makes the job of the architect much easier to the point na you have more time to focus on, to the, focus other, on yeah. the other aspects. So, um, check mo yung ano na, oh, how does this affect yung mm. feel of the space? Kasi obviously, hindi din naman yun mag-read ng AI. There, there still has to be some sort of human intervention na, oh, ito yung generate yung floor plan. Pero parang hindi tama na it's next to this in yes, terms of uh, my own preference uh, preference mm-hmm. or how I understand the client because those are things that you can't really input masyado mm-hmm. on a mm-hmm. device what what should it look like based sa parang aesthetics na gusto natin as well as yung gusto ng client those are things na I think the architect should focus on as curators of the space now that you guys have mentioned efficiency parang I'm kind of like thinking what about the old school offices who uh, are I mean, who still stick to uh, the traditional way there's this quote that i usually hear it says get good <laughs> just <laughs> what's wrong with parang adapting <laughs> with the times diba yung ibang frames kasi na alam ko they're sobrang bounded by what they're accustomed to na they're actually afraid of change. Mm-hmm. They're resistant to resistant change. Resistant to change. So, what happens to those firms or the archi- or the architects who are resistant to change? I think they have to find a way to somehow inject the new technologies to their practice. Because if hindi nila gawin yun, mapapag-iwanan talaga sila. May point din naman sila in a way na yung gusto nila, oh, this is 
the heart of how we do it. Parang it's part of our process, our philosophies. For example, we had architect Nikki as a guest last episode, and she mentioned that she really started learning how to design through physical models or physically interacting with something to experience the design rather than using softwares especially since at the time i think soft 3d softwares were relatively new yeah i agree, I agree. yeah so there's uh ako, i believe that there's some sort of novelty to that i'm not saying that we should completely get rid of it especially if um directly connected siya in how they design siguro there is just Uh, a responsibility for them to kind of adapt in terms of yung compatibility yes, with the software. Uh-oh. So, in order to collaborate with other professionals that you need to collaborate with in terms of accomplishing a design, you do need to adapt uh, in terms of platform. So, if you design some model, um, a physical model, you still have to do it with the software. Unless, um, parang you're an island, na you can com- accomplish anything on their own. But architects are collaborators by nature, yep. so I feel like there is a responsibility, talaga, to be easily adaptable. Yeah. Or parang the, the point is, parang you always have to keep both eyes open. Like you, you can be appreciative of the traditional process, pero you can't just dismiss the advantages of leveling up your tools. Mm-hmm. This change isn't confined to profession natin, by the way, not just in architecture, but on daming aspects ng buhay natin that already uses AI on mm-hmm. a regular basis. AI, siguro like in the fashion industry, similar to architects, fashion designers also draw inspirations from AI-generated photos, right? Mm-hmm. AI can also like handpick what. Kind, what kind of clothes you want to wear yeah. or your OOTD you can do that yeah. now with ChatGPT yeah. <laughs> you can ask ano bang maganda iso at sa Wednesday tapos <laughs> <laughs> sasabihin sa'yo bakit Wednesday uh, yung good reason yeah. to wear yeah. because it's in the middle of the week aside from the fashion industry siguro in terms of uh, production if you guys are familiar na AI can uh, easily edit a video by I don't know. You guys could just give it some clips or some media, yeah. and AI na bahala magtagpit-tagpit. Do I sent you a link to a parang AI na kaya ng gumawa ng sariling YouTube shorts from a mm-hmm. podcast episode? Tapos <laughs> iniisip natin gamitin para hindi pa siya hindi pa siya. Yeah, I feel like editing the podcast. If meron na yun, editing the podcast would be so e- easy. Fun fact, guys. <laughs> Fun fact, guys. This whole episode is actually edited by AI. Oh. <laughs> Clickbait. Clickbait. Sure. <laughs> Are you guys familiar with what happened to Corridor Digital? Do you no. guys know Corridor Digital? Yeah. They're the ones who react to yeah. special effects. Diba? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Tapos they have uh, their channel is parang merong reaction part, meron ding separate part where they parang try to do special effects by themselves. Kasi sobrang galeng din talaga yeah. nila. Uh-oh. Like they parang hinahar talaga sila ng Hollywood movies for that. Tapos meron silang isang video. This was this was last year at meron silang video where they tried to use purely AI generated clips to produce a parang 2D animated film. Mm-hmm. Tapos sobrang lak Sobrang laki nung parang uproar after. What are the sentiments of the people that were against it? I mean, they hated it because it just goes to show how easy you can produce that 
right now versus dati, diba? It takes a lot of different hands. takes a lot of time. Tapos nagawa nila over a short period of time. Production-wise, for me, I think it's a good thing. Kasi, uh, okay, for example, I guess the best example of this is TikTok. Uh-huh. So, alam mo yung before making a video or producing content to parang send or broadcast to a large audience, those are only reserved for production houses or large groups that have the financial capital to produce content, especially mm-hmm. pag video format. Pero right now, parang na-empower yung individuals kasi they can produce that type of content just with the use of their phones. Right. So mm-hmm. there's a sense of empowerment that comes with it. And I think yun din, yun nangyayari with the rise of AI. It empowers more people Uh, for example, they don't have yung skill set mm-hmm. that um, is required to make something, pero they have the passion, which is a good thing. But you also have to take into consideration yung negative aspect of it, which is, um, I guess, yung workforce will I was be gonna say heavily, heavily diminished. Like, yung unang naisip ko or those Japanese animators na sobrang brick. Kasi yung ginamit nilang peg, by the way, for yung 2D animation nila is anime. Yung specific at is Castlevania. Mas yung medyo mas American version na mas, yeah. uh, mas kita yung outlines. Ganun. So yung ginamit nilang peg for that video. Tapos unang naisip is Okay, baka hindi na mas magiging burnt out yung Japanese animators. Pero bigla akong naisip na uh, yung companies that they're under don't really value them that much. Like, mababa yung pay. Tapos imagine if malaman ng companies na yun ah, na pwede palang i-generate yung gawa nila. So, inisip ko baka maapektuhan yung Yeah. Nila. Actually, so, hindi mababawasan yung hours nila. I would assume. Liliit yeah. lang yung size Lili- ng crew. Because yes. they're still going to be overworked. But... Liliit pa yung sahod. Lili- kasi pwede pa lang gawin ng... <laughs> Ayan. Yeah. And then, even with ano, like, even with yung editorials, mm-hmm. if you're familiar with the term listicles. Oh, I'm not familiar. No. Uh, basically, Explain. they're short articles in the form of lists na parang, ah. alam mo yung... 10 things you should Dude, do. You can do that na in Notion. Yes, yeah, you can uh-oh. do that na using AI and ChatGPT and Notion, even yeah. Notion. So, before, it used to be people na parang editors writing those. And because nag-generate na nga lang siya at an unprecedented parang amount and speed, sobrang nababawasan ng jobs out there for writers. And yun yung parang medyo, I guess, another aspect na negative in with the rise of AI. Yeah, we haven't tackled that much no, about yung parang effects of employment. But I guess one thing you can say is it might be a threat to some jobs, pero the rise of AI will also create, create new jobs then. If you really also take into consideration, di ba kasi... For you to use CGI in the film, na good quality eh. mm-hmm. Kailang, you have to have a lot of budget. So usually yes. CGI is reserved for big production um, studios. Mm-hmm. Whereas yung indie films, they're kind of limited in terms of their plot na, ah, hindi tayo pwedeng. Like, what if you want, you're an indie filmmaker, pero you want to incorporate, for example, monsters. or mythical creatures in your films. Pero, 
hindi eh hindi siya ki, hindi siya feasible in terms of budget because CGI is not attainable at this point yet for low budget movies so if that were to become more accessible imagine yung possibilities na ma-open for indie uh, for indie filmmakers mm-hmm. na they're not just limited to yes. parang Oh, about poverty or about right. real life. Yeah. They can make something na medyo imaginative naman yung setting. Kasi hindi na sila tied to the fact na hindi siya kayang i-produce visually. So, your bottom line of everything related to the creatives, to anything output-based. AI is a tool to sum it up. Parang let, let us oh, not yeah. let it overpower mm-hmm. especially in the creative industries it should serve as an aid in this improving how we design and what we design instead of it taking over the profession as a whole parang the right mindset to have if you're in an industry that's directly parang affected by ai is you have to be optimistic and think na ah, i have another thing to use to help me with my work mm-hmm. Uh, kesa matakot ka with it taking over your job. Kasi yeah. AI is not going anywhere. Eh. So might as well just use it to your advantage. We have no choice. Yeah. Since this podcast would be listened to by students then, it's a good platform to say na guys, like, if you're using AI to cheat yourselves of parang real practice, like, you're just doing yourselves a disservice. So just use it as a tool. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be the end-all, be-all of the design process. Exactly. Yeah. So after everything we've talked about, nagibaba yung pananaw niyo sa AI? Ako honestly, yeah, I went into this with, I guess, kind of a conservative mindset. Kasi, uh, ako personally, I'm an artist, so uh, I share some, if not all, of the sentiments ng um, traditional and traditional digital artists. Na it AI can kind of be scary kasi baka it might overstep um, some parang some aspects or take certain jobs or it could heavily affect the art industry in general pero after having this conversation naman I feel like it's good na we talked about yun nga, there are certain boundaries in terms of what this is and um, also mas important yung fact na there's still a sense of appeal or mas nag-gravitate pa rin tayo towards something human. Mm-hmm. Uh, like in sports, you mentioned no one wants to watch two AIs <laughs> yeah. fight over each other because that's not the yep. point. There's still some sort of humanity left um, in terms of what we look for. And I think that's a really good perspective to take with me as we navigate whatever is in the future of AI art. So, ako naman, I've found myself on both ends of the spectrum. Nung, nung advent ng AI, parang I was very optimistic na, ah, oh, pwede ko palang gawin to. And then, parang it kind of got a bad rep. And then, I found myself on the more conservative side. Pero parang, after being on both sides, surprise, surprise, na-realize ko na the right position is to be is to be optimistic pero with reservations. Basically, being on the mm-hmm. center of it. So, my message na lang for people who are very conservative, who are afraid of AI is you can't hinder innovation because of its risks. Kasi if yun yung mindset ng 
lahat ng innovators natin throughout history, hindi tayo magkakaroon ng planes. We won't have internets. We won't have a lot of the stuff we enjoy now. So that's one mindset you guys can take. Ako naman, as a person na uh, after this conversation na uh, I got kind of more interested sa AI. Kasi AI to me is still a double-edged sword. But after everything we talked about, I am now more convinced that AI can be a useful tool in our lives. Pero tool lang. Ako am interested in what our audience thinks. So if you guys have any thoughts you want to share, please yeah. feel free to share through our YouTube Babble Station or Spotify. Yeah, you can also stay updated with us on our social media pages, Facebook Babble. And on Instagram, bubble with us. Again, this episode is brought to you by Barkan and Artisanal Architecture. See you in the next episode, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.